So tonight, we're going to be talking about the path to life is in the presence. Again, the path, the path to life is in the presence. Allow me to read our passage, Acts 2 and 28. Actually, this is a retelling. Again, retell ni Peter sa nagawantang nagawali siya on the day of Pentecost. Pero speak niya ang word niya ginhambal ba ni David. And it goes like this. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Sometimes we don't understand why we do what we do. We don't have all the ways to fully comprehend why we do what we do every Sunday. No, ang iban sa inyong mas hardcore pati midweek ari pagiti. Ang iba nga mas hardcore nag-volunteer pagit. But if you ask me, the reason why we do what we do is because we are hungry for the presence of God. There is joy. Sino si inyo makakita sang joy sa presensya sang Dios? If you don't find joy in the presence of God, naluoy ko sa inyo. Abin yung mga utod before before we go go ahead. Never think for once. Ay, hindi na ako bala magsimba. Ay, hindi na ako lang volunteer. Matangot ako maano sila. Ay, hindi na ako bala maghatag. Listen, ikaw ang pirde. Kita ang pirde. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And we find that in the presence of God. Now, when I say the path to life is in the presence, I'm not just saying, sige, saga ka misunderstand kita. Sometimes we're misunderstood here in the way or in the faith movement. Because sometimes the faith movement, uh, uh, although it is biblical, sometimes over-promises on the physical or the natural side of life. Nga, oh, magalagad ka sa Diyos, madamo kwarta mo, magalagad ka sa Diyos, may bago kang balay, may bago ka. Those are all amazing. But the greatest thing to have in your life is not the stuff of God. Life church is not it's not about the money that comes in, although we would like nami gid man may damo nga finances. Hindi hindi sa panaminami sang balay, although nami gid ko may nami nga balay. That life that God is talking about is that life that is found in His presence. Natandawan nyo bala, mabalik na sa ating passage. It says here, you have made known to me the paths of life. Semicolon. You will fill me with joy. In your presence. Tandayin nyo, the paths to life, ang dalan nga ginaagyan natin sa atong pagalagad sa Diyos, sa atong life, sa atong kabuhi, riddled in us sa damo nga pain. In fact, Jesus said this very quite vividly. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Because replete is tomorrow. It already has enough worries for itself. You know why, what that really means, what Jesus is trying to say? Tomorrow will always have problems. Let me rephrase it. Tomorrow, we'll always have things to worry about. Tandayin yung church, ang problema, wala, nagakaubos. Pagtapos ang isa, may isa naman. Pagtapos ang isa ka-situation, may isa naman ka-situation. It never ends. One thing happens after another. Don't worry about tomorrow. See, this is, this is where, that's why I love when the worship team was singing. Peace be still. Say the word and I will. 
Guys, listen to me. You have to get to that point in your life. Now, when I talk about the presence of God, I'm not just saying the goosebump machine is turning on. I'm talking about an intimate understanding that God is with me through this storm, through the pain, through the trials, through all the sicknesses. I, listen, it's, it's, it's hard already enough on your own to just gravitate towards a situation let me tell you something right now there is no other way to the life that God has promised outside of His presence when you are in the presence of God that is an intimate understanding but at the same time listen to me hindi pwede desire sa presensya ng Dios is only here to understand that God is with me. There is also a desire that I want to know Him. I want to feel Him. I want to touch Him. I want to experience Him. Kompleto na siya. Circumspect na experience. Kabugusan na experience. And that is the path. Now, there are three points that I really want to preach about. Just bear with me that talks about the path to life, which is in the presence. Here it is. Number one. Point number one. Tatlulanika points, mga auto. Number one. Everything will be fine in the presence. Let, let me rephrase. Everything will be fine in the presence. We, isn't that amazing when we can just have a reset button? You know, you can mess up your life so much, drop the ball too many times, make so many mistakes after all the warnings and the words and the prophetic words given to you, and yet you still do it. If there was one reset button that when you go there, you can start all over again. Let me tell you something, church. Everything will be fine in the presence of God. I'm going to the story of, of the prodigal son. You know, he leaves, his, he leaves the presence of his father and goes out and, and lives that lavish life, that extravagance. And we know the story. Until that point that he got nothing left. To that point that he was already but then one time he had a revelation, a big Ben revelation. Nami man kis wala tagina desire nga mahulog ang bisan sinong atao. You don't have to fall, but you know what? May mga times nga ang pagkahulog natun, ang pain nga ginagyan natun, nagaparealize natun. It is always better in the presence of my Father. He, he did not get a full revelation of everything because in his mind and in his heart, there was a drama going on. There was a soliloquy that he tried to rehearse in his mouth. He said this, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. I thought I knew better. I thought I understood everything. Usually that's what teenagers think. They think they know everything. I've been a teenager. You think you know everything. Just like this young man, he thought he knew everything. But when he was starting to eat the feeds, the food of the pigs, eating, merely touching swine is already ceremonially making them unclean. But not just touching swine, eating it. Come on. That's another level of uncleanness 
Pero ang tawanyo mga utod, right there in the pigsty, he had a revelation. It was not perfect because he thought in his mind, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Let me tell you some good news right now. You may be in the pigsty of your sin, you may be in the pig pen of your problem and your trial and in your imperfection, and you may think you're not worthy for the love of God. But let me tell you what, your revelation is partially true because the complete truth is this. No matter what you have done, the arms of your Father are always open up to you. Listen, everything will be fine in the presence. Tanan kita mga utod, you need to get, you need to understand something. Tanan kita, my chance ng magnisala. Pati ikaw, pastor, labi na ako. I like how Paul said it. Kung feeling nyo makasasala ka mo, makasasala man ko. And I'm the sinner of sinners. I am chief of the sinners. Listen, being a sinner, this not dropping the ball, making mistakes, your past failures do not define you. Your present state is not the definition of your destiny. What truly defines you is what you are and who you are in the presence of your Father. Everything will be fine in the presence. See, the Father is so committed to this. Watch this. That when His Son went home, the Bible says He ran towards Him and hugged Him and kissed Him. He was unclean. Dapat para mangin clean what? He had to go to the priest. The priest had to give him the proper ceremonies para nga ma-declare siya nga clean para pwede siya matandog sa iban nga mga tao liwat. But then, his daddy did not think that way. His daddy had another idea. His daddy was thinking, I know you messed up, son, but everything will be fine in the presence. There is a reset button. If you've made a mistake, you can always run back to the presence of God. It may not be perfect immediately, but one step at a time, pick yourself out of where you are and start walking and say, Daddy, I'm on my way. Don't make me any, don't make me your son anymore. Just make me one of the servants. <laughs> His dad had a different idea. Watch this. I'm gonna read from Exodus 33. Now watch this because this is fascinating. This is powerful. I want you to grab a hold of this revelation. This is going to rock your world. Watch 33 and 3. This is God speaking to Israel. Israel dan stiff neck people sila. Look at this. God said to them, Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. Watch this. But I will not go up among you. Now watch. It sounds like at that moment, God, I thought you were the God who would never abandon your people. But you just said that I will not go up among you. And the reason why God said that is because this is Exodus 33. The law was already given in Exodus 19. Oh, let me rephrase. Before the law, sin was not imputed to man. 
So Abraham could actually give up his wife twice to sleep with another man and the blessing of God was still with him. Isaac did the same thing. Jacob was a supplanter. Noah got drunk. Watch this. But then Israel clamored and said, you know what? Give us your law. We can handle it. What do you want? What is your expectation, God? Give it to us. And on Mount Sinai in Exodus 19, God spoke. The mountain shook. Mount Sinai. A thick cloud covered the mountain. Pero makita nilang thunder and lightning. And then God wrote with his finger on the tablets of stone. You think you're perfect? Here's the rules. So that's why in this situation, God was dealing with them based on the law that they both agreed in. Because they were under the law, God who is in His holiness. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up with you, among you, for you are a stiff-necked people. Watch, watch. And I might destroy you on the way. Watch this, guys. Before the law, they drop the ball. They make mistakes. It's okay. God sees it from a different perspective. But during the law, a man picks up sticks on the day of Sabbath, and God says, stone him to death. You want the law? Here's the just requirement. Can you do it? No. Now, that's why, amuna ang dating niya. That's why, nakambalang Dios. Guys, listen. We are in the covenant of the law right now. And because we are in the law, if my presence goes with you, kamong a rebellious, kamong a perbiga mistake, kamong a perbiga sala, I'm afraid my holiness might hurt you. Panulok ni Sintawi, a judgment. But the way I see it is God is saying, I love you too much. I don't want to hurt you. Look at this. When the people heard this troubling word, they mourned. And no one, uh, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. Meaning, kundi may mga ornaments sila, ginagamit nila, mga, mga jewelry, etc., etc. Pagkabati nila nga munang pronouncements ang Diyos. You know what that feeling is? Bisan, aran si mong tanan. Pero kung wala ang Diyos, wala ang presensya sa Diyos, it becomes meaningless. It makes no sense. Now, that's verse 4. Majump kita sa verse 12. Look at this. And then Moses starts to plead. Moses said to the Lord, See, have you been saying to me, you have been saying to me, bring this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Now watch this. Moses is saying, Lord, sila. But it seems like hindi ko sure sa ila ang makasulod. which of them can enter. But you said, I know you by name, and also you have found favor in my sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your way that I may know you. Watch. That I may continue to find favor in your sight and see that this nation is your people. Look at the reply of God. When, when I read the pleading of Moses, it's not just a pleading for himself. Amuning beauty sang plead ni Moses. Sa pag-intercede ni Moses. Siling Lord, not for me, for you. You are a good God. This nation is your people. If Moses could make that happen, 
How much more, Jesus? Watch. The Lord replied. Here it is. I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest, and everything will be fine for you. Now watch this, guys. Moses said, Lord God, you're not going to do this to me. We're not going to go on this journey if you're saying you're not going to go with us. We're not going to do this. And God says, okay, 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 I get it. I'm going to go with you. It may have repercussions, but I will go with you. And if my presence is with you, this is so simple, guys. Everything will be fine. There's going to be some ups and downs in your journey. You're going to make some mistakes in your journey. You're going to worship other gods along the way. You're going to clamor. You're going to bicker. You're going to complain. You're going to ask for water. You're going to ask for quail. You're going to ask for food. But along the way, as long as I am with you, as long as the presence is with you, church, listen, everything will be fine. I don't know how else to say this. Pero bisan no kabudlay ang kabuhi. Bisan no kasakit. Bisan di mo maintindihan kisa ang katabuhi mo life. You could always say this. Pwede ko kadalagan balik sa presensya sang Dios because that is that safe place that I know that everything will be fine. Listen, we will not all have full understanding of theology. I read all the time. I study all the time. Thank God for YouTube, nag expand pagida to knowledge. Thank God for Google, nag expand pagida to knowledge. But you know what? Even though I spend a lot of time studying, there's still many things I do not know. I was watching Creflo Dollar the other day. He got a revelation of grace. And then he declared publicly every book I have ever written on tithing. Every preaching I have ever preached, every tape I have ever bought or I've ever sold, I want you to burn it all. I was wrong. God is teaching me. Let me tell you something, church. When I preach to you something, I'm not saying that I got it all figured out. You know what? There's really no need to do anything anymore. I'm learning to. When I preach to you, I preach to myself as well. Because there are times, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> there are times, I just want to say, nakapoy na ako, nakapoy na ako, na-frustrate, ang ako na heart heavy na. Pero habi niyo mga utod, every time na nagabudlay ang dalagan, Every time nga do feeling mo katapusan na, salamat nga pwede ka kabalik sa presence ng Dios, And there is always a reset button. You can start all over again. You can run to the presence of God. That is a safe haven where you could go to. And whatever the mistakes of the past, Jesus is saying to you, you know what, I got this covered. Everything will be fine. See, this is Exodus. Genesis, Exodus, my Leviticus, pa, my Numbers, pa, my Deuteronomy. Pa. You know, there's 40 years approximately of ups and downs for Israel. They, God knows that. God saw that in advance. That's why He said, guys, listen, because of your attitude, it's going to be hard for me. But at the same time, if my presence is with you, 
bisan may saka panaog, I can guarantee you this one thing. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Sa nga kami sa Amerika, you know, may mga times nga, tanga ba kami, hindi lang tao ano magsimba? Bakasyon ka man eh. You know, wala kami kaabsyan sa simba. May isip ko sa tudlo kong number times ka wala akong nag-church kung Sunday. Now, why ko, that is not a, that is not a metric of God's love for you. Okay? That is not meaning that I'm a holier Christian than anybody. It's just something that I've been doing my entire life. My parents trained me to go to church. That's who I am. And kung Sunday, nga wala ko nagasimba, tapos matambay malang ko sa balay, feeling ko doon naginulso lang ko. Dua malang ka oras, masimba na lang ko kung mag-enjoy sa presensya sa Diyos. So sa amun ni Sharon, misa nara kami to, misang galagaw kami, gabakas nun kami, hindi pwede nga hindi ta mag-church. So kung Domingo nga na, no matter ano kasako, kung ano man ang schedule, we stop everything, we find a church where we could sit down and praise God. I don't have to preach, I have to sit down, raise my hand, sing the songs. You know why? Because I know in my heart, I'm not a perfect man. I make a lot of mistakes, church. I'm sorry if I've ever offended you. I'm gonna do a lot more. But this I promise you, no matter what happens, you could always go to the presence and everything we'll be fine. Woo! Isa ang sala natin, hindi lang sang church, kundi isang bisan sang pastor. Isang ministry na tulog na isang, oh, ginatakos na natin sa kadakuun sang building, sa kadamuun sang kwarta, which is all good. Namikimantani kung damo ta kwarta para maubrata ng mga projects na papuputangan ta di aircon, patapos sa lobby ta, butangan ta sa multi-purpose hall, para sa mga activities ng church, mapadayon ta ng aton nga Himaya Foundation to help out the community. Nagka-delay-delay aton mga project because of those financial situations. And I love, I appreciate it and I like having the money. But I want you to see this second point. Number two, because it's simple. For me, it's not about the money. It's not about the buildings, although I would like to have a better building than this. When you're in the States, you look at the buildings and the church, and you're going to go, oh man, oh man, oh I wish we had that, oh I wish we had that in the Philippines, oh I wish I had that, oh wow, man. Building. Oh man, I wish we had that. But this here's something I want you to understand, church in Iloilo. Listen to me the way. No matter what happens, and no matter how life goes, I want you to understand this that your presence is my reward. <laughs> the presence of God is its own greatest reward. Again, again. See, many of us are addicted to the stuff of God. When, when Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, the word presence there 
means your face or the face of God. When the Bible talks about the face of God, it's talking about an intimate connection. Not the hand of God, although the hand and the face connected into one body, but the hand of God symbolizes might, symbolizes power, symbolizes judgment, symbolizes deliverance, symbolizes blessing. But Moses said, if I don't get your face to go with me. Look at this. And Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not take us from here. We need to step out of the addiction to try to perform for other people and convince ourselves the reward that I'm looking for really is the presence of God. If the presence of God is there, that's all that really matters. Ang tanan masunod. ni Moses. He said, don't judge me based on my resume. Don't judge me based on my failures and imperfections. Because listen, you know the fascinating part about Moses is this. He said, Lord, if your presence does not go with me, with us, we're not even going to move. You know how long it should take them to walk from Egypt to Canaan? 11 days. 9 to 11 days. Depending on speed. 9 to 11 days. It took them 40 years. Ang sang Dios. If we start this journey, Israel, I want you to understand the repercussions of this journey. It's going to take 40 long years of ups and downs. A lot of you will die in the wilderness. And the man who got them out of Egypt, who stayed with them for 40 years, listen to me, 40 years, can lead Silani Moses. Watch, 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 watch. Moses, ang tao nga, 40 years, ginanticipate niya ang promised land. But Moses himself was not able to enter the promised land. Nga, wala siya kayo naka-enter, sige ba? Why? Why do you think si Moses way kasulod? Hmm? Because ang bato nga nag-provide tubig, hambal sang Diyos once, hampak, Strike the rock and the water will come out. So he struck the rock with his rod. Water came out and watered uh, and, and, and the Israelites were able to drink and all their animals were able to drink. The next time God said, Moses, this time don't strike the rock. Just speak to the rock. But Moses was so... Moses. He lost his temper because the Israelites kept on complaining. So instead of just speaking to the rock, this time he struck the rock. The miracle still flowed. The power was still there. See, guys, listen, this is Old Testament under the law. In an imperfect state, the power still flowed. Pero kita yung na sa grace of God, feeling ta dapat perfect taan ay bago magflow ang power sang Dios. The power flows not because you're perfect. The power flows because you are willing to allow the power to flow. Oh, watch, watch. You see, Moses, he strikes the rock. Watch. God says, because you disobeyed me, you will not be able to enter the promised land. So, wala siya kasulod sa promised land. 
The Bible says his eyes was not yet dim at 120 years old, nor was his natural strength abated. He was still strong. At 120 years old, he climbed up the mountain. I read it again and again in the book of Deuteronomy. Pastor Jun, not one time Moses complained. Oh, you, you missed me, church. Watch, watch. Israel drops the ball, makes mistakes, complains. They are stiff-necked and God says this to them. I will not go with you no more. You will not inherit this promised land anymore. And Moses said, Lord, don't do that. You can't, you can't do that. Lord. Moses pleads to God. Watch this, guys. One time because Israel was so wicked and they worship other gods, God said, I'm going to destroy Israel. And Moses, I will start another lineage through you. And Moses said, Lord, please don't do that. These are your people. But watch this. But when it was time for Moses, when it was his time to make a mistake, not once, <laughs> Did he intercede for himself? You know why? Because the Bible says Moses has seen and been in the presence of God. And no amount of blessing will be ever greater than the presence of God itself. So in the heart and the mind of Moses, okay, I don't care about going there anymore. As long as the people go there, I'm fine being with you. If your presence, ah, your presence is my reward. Woo! Lord, ano man naman? 40 years, Lord. I led your people 40 years. Tapos ako, isa lang ka mistake. Amuhon mo ko na, Lord. One mistake and I lose everything. God says, Moses, okay, because you made a mistake. And Moses was like, all right. I've already had the best. Natilawan ko ng pinaka the best. Hindi na ko matem sa kung ano man ang arasala. Land flowing with milk and honey. That's nothing compared to the face of Jehovah. That's nothing compared to the presence of God. I'll die happy knowing that I've been in His presence. Now watch this. And in the next few moments, after I conquer that mountain, God is going to take me and bring me with Him. That's the end of all this bickering, the end of all this complaining. I don't have to worry about this anymore. I will be with Him forever. The presence of God is its own reward. Nagatiko ang journey. When we think leadership becomes your reward. Our journey becomes wrong when we think money is the reward. Yes, we will have rewards. In fact, the Bible says we'll have crowns. Watch this. But in heaven, even in the eternal abode of God's kingdom, when that day comes, 
we're still going to have free will. You know what the people in heaven do with their crowns? You know what the people in heaven do with their crowns? They don't put it on and walk around the streets of gold going like this. Look at my crown. I was a worship leader. I was an usher. as a preacher. I had a mega church. Look at this. The Bible says we will take off our crowns and we will lay it at his feet. Because Maria Lysmo, the rewards are good, but it's not even close to compare to what God has done. His presence is its own. I don't want to go to heaven for the streets of gold. What am I going to do with the gold? I don't want to go there for the gates of pearl. It's for the presence of God. Mm, it's, <laughs> oh, Moses said, if your presence does not, does not go with us, do not take us from here. You know, did you know what he just said? When, when I read this, it spoke to me. Because I am a driven man. To the point that I even hurt the people I love. When I have a goal... I want to accomplish. When I say I'm going to do something, I put my heart and my mind into what I want to do. And I, by the help of God, I'm going to do it. If it requires all of my energy and all my strength, I'm going to do it. Isa way ka nakabalus ang na-offend mo nga mga tao. Pero I'm going to do it. I'm driven that way. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. But look at what Moses said. Lord, I don't even care if I accomplish this earthly goal. Oh, I, I, I'm rattling some cages here. Kaso branta ka hubog sa TikTok videos bala, sa mga motivational speaker. Nga dapat may goal kagid, tapuson mo kagid, may amo kagid ni, adlaw-adlaw, naka-accomplish ka sa ibong to-do list. Okay man na, wala ko against ina. But listen, at some point you'll get tired. But when you do get tired, remember this, go back to the presence of God and everything will be fine. Na-invade ng church, sang motivational speaking. They invade na kita. Say, if I can just tell you, you can do it. You can conquer it. Wake up 4 a.m. and start running and start pumping iron. Motivate yourself. Boo. I am smart. I am healthy. I am accomplished. I'm not against all those things. But feeling na kisa, if we miss the goal, we miss the purpose of life. Church, listen. The goal of life is not the goal itself. The goal of life is the presence of God. Moses and I don't care about Canaan. I want to be in in your presence. Amo na sakit kisa sa anton. May ako bilang pastor. Abi ko bilang kung kisa. Ang promise ang Dios ara lang kisa. Nagpromise ang Dios sa akong sang amunay nga work. Dapat makita ko gina sa akong life. Well, guys, listen. God is a multi-generational God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's, he called Abraham out of paganism and said, If you follow me, I will make you the father of many nations. How many children did he have? Zero. Eventually, he had one, Isaac. Ang isa tuya sampid. 
He had won. Isaac. Dapat na-depress si Abraham. Lord, many nations won. Kaya nga itong mindset, kung hindi ko makita in my lifetime, I'm a failure. No! Listen to me, guys. Isaac is on the way. How many children did Isaac have? Two. Hindi ma-depress si Isaac. Kaya si Isaac lang si Jacob. Si Isaw lang si Jacob. And Esau and Jacob. And then Jacob, the supplanter, took the firstborn blessing. Ang ato niya panulok kabi. Asta lang da. Ang panulok sa Diyos mas layo. Don't be addicted to the idea that the goal is your personal ambitions. The goal is the purpose and the presence of God. Ako resignated na ako sa idea ng ang iban ng mga bagay ng ginahambal ko si Imyo. Possibly hindi matabos ako ng ministry. It could happen through the ministry of my son or my daughter, and if not them, probably someone else who will rise up for this ministry. I'm not offended by that because my goal is not everything that I said. My goal and my reward is the presence of God. Amun ang problema, tanaga ka-addict kita sa idea nga na, nga kung wala mo na-accomplish, based sa imong 48-point plan, you think you're a failure. But God is telling you this right now. It's not the promised land per se. It is my present. Can I have 10 more minutes and I'm, I'm closing? I'm going to give you my last point. Look at this. Number one, everything will be fine in the presence. And you cannot tell me. Kung dabudlay-budlay na gitang journey mo, balik sa presensya sa Diyos. Abalan ko naman, pastor nga, ang presensya sa Diyos. Watch this, guys. Moses knew that God was everywhere at every time. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is in heaven, he is on earth, he is in hell, he is everywhere, at every time, at the same time. God is Jehovah Shammah. He knows that. When he said, your presence shall go with me, he's not talking about the omnipresence of God. He's talking about the manifest presence of God. He's talking about the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. What he's saying is, if that pillar of fire doesn't move, we ain't moving. If that pillar of cloud doesn't move, we ain't moving. If there's no manifest presence, we're not going there. Listen to me, guys. I'm not just talking about knowing that God is here. Yes, He is here. But there should be a desire in our heart to go just beyond knowing and to a place of yearning and understanding and giving it up and say, Lord, your presence matters. I'm following this revival in Ngarikita niyo sa online ng Asbury Revival. Galanta ko sila. Man. Man. Abidyo ko nung fascinating, Pastor John, ang amuning nagpalibog sa ulo ko. A lot of pastors and preachers are putting it down because it does not fit with their religious biases and their theological and doctrinal guidelines. 
Where did they get their theological degrees? Do they fully understand the Godhead? Hey, nobody here understands the Godhead in its fullness. All we have are glimpses of God. There is no higher arrogance than the belief that you know all there is to know about God. And because you think you know better, you judge everybody else. Para sa ako ng Asbury Revival, they, their theology may not be perfect. Their hermeneutics may not be as astute as you want it to be. But people are crying out to God. Souls are getting added to the kingdom. Young people are reading the Bible. They are worshiping God. They are yearning for the presence. Israel was never going to be perfect. It was going to be 40 years of up and down. 40 years of dying, suffering, complaining, judgment, blessing, ups, downs, ups, downs. But no matter what, through the leadership of Moses, guys, this is 11 days. But if it takes 40 years, so be it. I'm close to ending. Just watch this. You know what's funny? Moses, at 120 years, the Bible says, still felt as strong as a young man. Oh, you, you miss me. He had all the physical tools to step into his destiny that he thought he was supposed to take. But I believe somewhere along the line, in the 40 years of journey and the many times up on the mountain in the presence of God that when he came down, his face shone like the sun that they had to put a blanket on his head because the glory of God was shining through the pores of his skin. He spent so much time with God that the earthly matters did not matter to him as much anymore. Okay, if you don't want me to go there, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Sino sa aton makatindog sa buong Okay, Lord, kung hindi ko mabakalang mansion so be it. I'm happy being in your presence. Okay, Lord, if I don't finish this career, as long as I have you, that's all I'll ever need. I'm going to say it to you again. I don't want to preach to a cemetery. It's impossible to be dunked in the fire of God and be nonchalant about it. I'm going to show you something and Isaiah chapter 6, NIV, the prophet Isaiah, he was taken up or given a vision of heaven. And watch this, a pure vision of heaven. I, I wish I had more time to talk about the deeper things of this, but let's see where we can go. Look at this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Where was that temple? The temple up in heaven. He saw God in His full glory. Can you imagine what would it feel like? Going right now, like just like God just opened your eyes and take you to the throne room. Hindi ang pike, ha? Ang tuod. Hindi ang pakunukuno lang. Ang tuod. I'm just going to read quick through this. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. 
With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling one to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. You know why it's repeated three times? Because three is the number of completion. Meaning the holiness of God is complete. He is holy, holy, holy. There's nobody like him, the Lord Almighty, the whole earth. Now watch this. Here's the part. The whole earth is full of his glory. Well, well, Pastor, I don't feel like it. It doesn't look like my life looks glorious at all. Just because you don't see it does not mean it's not your reality. The whole earth is filled with his glory. That's what the angel said. The whole earth, meaning everywhere you go, you can find glorious things. You can find glorious things in the sickness that you're going through. You can find glorious things in the bankruptcy that just hit your business. You can find glorious things in the failures that you had in your school. You can find glorious things anywhere you go. You can find glorious things from the doctor's report. You can find glorious things everywhere you go. Because the whole earth is filled with His glory. There's no reason to baby your depression. I know depression. I fought depression myself. But listen to me. The whole earth is filled with His glory. As soon as you tap into that glory, it's the end of whatever it is you're going through. Watch, watch. All the sound of their voices, uh, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. So imagine Kunoka powerful enough. So here's Isaiah. Look, look. This guy is a prophet. Sa aton nga panahon subong, ang mga prophet, masuksok lang sila kapa kag mapariban bohok, prophet din yun. Masuksok lang sila sang batik, kag malong, kag mapatubo bungot, prophet na yun. Sa panahon nila sa una, before sila mangin prophet, they had to go through the school of the prophets. They had to wait their entire lives to get a call from God. Some of them get the call young. Some of them get the call at the twilight of their lives. Remember my message on Hosea? He waited his entire life until one day God said, I'm going to speak to you, Hosea. Yes, finally, after many years, Lord, what's your prophetic word for me so that I can prophesy to Israel? Find yourself a whore and marry her. So we're talking about Isaiah here. Kung tulungan ito siguro sa righteous standards, wala siguro sa ito sa mas mayo siya. He has dedicated his life to hearing God speak and writing it down. No other prophet in the Bible has written more prophecies. The more voluminous prophetic book in the Bible is written by Isaiah. Here's this guy, over-accomplished guy. Look at his reaction when he saw the presence of God in its fullness. Woe to me! Ano na missing woe? It's a realization. Kung ano ka ka-insignificant. Sa imo ko, ang tanan mo nga maayong pinuhatan, all your good works, all your giving, all your righteous acts, all the things that you think you did well, 
compared to the goodness and the glory and the holiness of God, it pales into insignificant comparison. It's not even worth comparing. That's why he says, woe to me, I cried. Look at this. I am ruined. Isaiah probably thought that he already had his prophetic medals shine through. built diff. I got this. I got, I'm Isaiah. I'm Isaiah, guys. I'm about to say, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. I'm about to say Isaiah 53 and talk about the coming of the Messiah. By his stripes we were healed. That's me. But in comparison to the holiness of God, all of his lofty earthly goals, he says, oh my goodness, compared to this, I'm nothing. I'm ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips and live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Just, just picture this out. God takes him up to heaven. He goes, oh. And he goes, woe is me. I feel unclean. I feel imperfect. I feel like I'm not good enough. Woe is me. Woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. And watch this. And I dwell among a people of unclean lips. Meaning, I am just as unrighteous as everybody else. Watch. When he said that, then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand. Now, this live coal prophetic, I'm not, I have no time to dis- explain it. It's Jesus, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Watch this, guys. There was no grid for this. But in the Bible, sa mind ni Isaiah, look at this. Kung unclean ka, kag magtandog ka ng something na clean, ang clean nga tandugon mo, mangin unclean man. But this little coal, ang baga nga ni, it did not make it unclean, although he was unclean. Because it was a picture of Jesus. Jesus touched the leper, but the leper did not pass his uncleanness to Jesus. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something here. Your guilt is taken away, your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Watch, watch. At first, he sees it in the presence and says, Wow, I'm not worthy. He was cleansed by the coal. Watch this. All happening simultaneously in the presence of God. Watch. In those moments when you don't have the energy or motivation to keep on going, run to the presence of God. It will make you move. At first, he felt, I'm not worthy. But the next time, the voice said, who will go? Me. 
send me. Sometimes papalapit na sa presensya sa Diyos, masin ka, Lord, hindi ko deserving sa imong presensya, sa imong kaayo, sa imong blessing. I'm not good enough! But when you stay in that presence, dugay-dugay, mambaga, send me. On my own, I can't do it. But I've been touched by the presence. I've been touched by the live call. And now I feel like I gotta do something. Just a minute, just a minute, guys. Give me two, two minutes. A lot of Christians have misunderstood this passage. Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know how we translated that? Que sera, sera. Hulton talang may matabo. Bala na may matabo, tabo. Kung wala, matabo, tabo. Kung mabusong, kung busong. Kung di ka mabusong, kung hindi ka mabusong. Kung buot sa Diyos, mabusong ko. Kung hindi buot sa Diyos, mabusong. Kung buot sa Diyos, i-bless ko, i-bless ko. Kung di ako buot, i-bless ko. No, no, no. The word wait there is not like you're sitting in a corner doing nothing. The word wait there is like a watchman waiting for the dawn. Watch this. How do you wait? Have you ever asked that? I'm going to show you how you wait. While you wait, you move. Let me, I, I did not put it on my slide. It just came to me right now. They that wait upon the Lord, watch, shall renew their strength. How do you wait? You shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know what an eagle does? He waits for a strong draft of wind. Waiting on God does not mean doing nothing because the presence of God moves you. You mount your wings like an eagle. You know what waiting does? It's positioning yourself for the move of God. You're waiting for that wind to start a blowing because once you catch that draft, then you can start flying. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. I thought pastor waiting is doing nothing. No, they shall run and they shall not be tired. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Listen, the misunderstanding of church is this. I'm going to wait for God's will to happen. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Listen to me, church, and let me get this clear to your mind and to your heart. In the presence of God, He moves you. You can't be in the presence and do nothing. You can't be in the presence and not be changed. You can't be in the presence and not want to desire what God has for you. When you step into that presence, you go, here am I. I feel unclean. I feel like I'm unrighteous. But here I am, Lord. Send me. I want to mount up with wings as you know what we do when we come to church every Sunday? When you raise your hand, it's like you're positioning yourself for the draft of God. Say, Lord, here I am. I'm not all there yet. I still make mistakes. I still lie sometimes. I still cheat sometimes. But I'm raising my hands, mounting up my wings as the eagles, waiting for the wind of your spirit to blow upon me. I will run. And I will not be weary. I will walk and I will not faint. I will move because the presence of God moves you. There's nothing to fear, there's nothing to be afraid of. You step into this. What the devil meant for evil, God 
is going to turn it around. 